Father, we praise you that you are indeed our living hope that apart from you, we are lost and dead in our sin, but because of the work you did for us in Jesus, we have hope that we can be forgiven and restored into a right relationship with you. So we praise you for the work you did for us in Jesus. Pray that we would glorify you and respond to that work you did for us. Pray in Jesus' name. Amen. You can take a seat. This morning we're excited to welcome John Payne with us to bring us uh, the sermon this morning. So John is the district superintendent for the Fourth Lake District of the Evangelical Free Church of America. And so for those of you who don't know, right, which I didn't when I was just a member of a church, like the district and the, like they just do a wonderful things for us as churches and as staff to support us and to help us through um, a variety of things in a variety of ways. And so John, is, I reached out to John shortly after I got here and he graciously offered to come and preach an installation service for me. And so we're glad to welcome him here this morning. John, we're glad you're here. So thank you. Um, the John married the Kim, right? Yep. Uh, Kim with two adult daughters. And so life of daughters I'm well aware of. Right? And so we're <laughs> got a little bit of similarity going on there. And so, yeah, we're just thankful that John is here and to hear um, him uh, bring God's word with us this morning. Thank you, Pastor Tim. Good. Good morning. How in the world are you today? Doing all right? Good. I tell you, I love the worship time together. We, talk, we, we sang about mercy, and, and, and mercy is not getting what you deserve. Maybe as a child you remember interlocking hands and cranking on a friend's or your brother or sister and, until somebody said mercy. And then on the flip side of mercy is grace, which is God's riches at Christ's expense. That's receiving something you do not deserve. None of us deserve to have eternal life. None of us deserve to have a relationship with Jesus Christ. But because of God's mercy, not receiving what we do deserve, grace, receiving that which we do not deserve, because of that, we have hope. And I love that last song. Jesus Christ, our living hope, and He is alive. And during this time in which we all find ourselves living, that is one word that we need, and that word is hope. And that hope is found in the person of Jesus Christ. So I hope you're hopeful this morning. What, that was weird, dropping that word twice in there, huh? I hope you're hopeful. Well, let me uh, just quickly say something about the Forest Lakes District. I believe we have a slide here. This is my first time at Three Lakes Evangelical Free Church. I have to admit, in four years, I apologize for that. Uh, when I started in 2016, in November, we had 99 congregations. Now we're up to 140 congregations. I was telling uh, Pastor Tim and Pastor Ian when I arrived this morning, I've been to about 120-some of those churches and spoken in them. Uh, but we've grown by 41 churches uh, in four years, uh, going from 99 to 140 congregations. And we have about 12 to 15 more in the pipeline. God is doing some amazing things through the Evangelical Free Church. 
when I started, I said, by God's grace, I would love to see a gospel preaching presence within 15 miles, or excuse me, I use the word 25 miles, within 25 miles of every man, woman, child, teenager in the state of Wisconsin and the UP. Well, we have one church in the UP, so we've got a little work to do up there, Kearney, Michigan. We actually have one church in Dubuque, Iowa, that was planted by our church in Platteville, Wisconsin. And so we're kind of in three states, but Wisconsin is our primary audience and where uh, the Forest Lakes District gets its name. So we have set 140 congregations. We probably think we're closer to 40,000 worshipers now on a weekend. That was pre-COVID. We'll see. I don't know. And if you add the online presence, welcome those of you who are watching. Uh, There's uh, quite a group. Uh, We have 15 ethnic and multi-ethnic churches. God's doing some amazing things in the Hispanic uh, community as well as African American. And we have the first Chinese church in Madison. We have a Chinese church uh, which is exciting uh, and a Hmong church that's coming, Lord willing, uh, with the Southeast Asian population. And then 10 plus church plants. Uh, We just commissioned three church plants a couple weeks ago at our district conference and uh, a whole group, one in Appleton, uh, one in um, uh, down in uh, a restart in Randolph, and then a group of churches in the Milwaukee Racine corridor that God's doing some amazing things there too. So, and then 650 plus prayer partners. And if you'd like to be part of uh, praying for the the district and for the churches, uh, please check out our website and you can uh, become a prayer partner. If you were to pray for John, I'm John with no H. If that helps you remember, J O N. If you were to pray for me, the thing I would ask you to pray for is wisdom. Um, If anyone lacks wisdom, James says in the context of trials, ask. And so I'm constantly asking God for wisdom. So if you remember to pray for me, I would ask you to pray for for wisdom. That would be greatly appreciated. Well, let's jump into what we're here today, and that's uh, to hear from God in His Word and to uh, celebrate the installation of a new senior pastor. I just think that is so awesome, and I'm excited for you as a church family. And so I'm going to give two charges this morning, a brief charge to to Pastor Tim, and then I'm going to give a charge to you as a church family. So you're going to get a two-for-one today. And Lord willing, I'll be done by 10 a.m. Wouldn't that be? Do I hear an amen to that? (laughs) All right, good. I tell our district team when we go out to speak, I said, they give you a time frame to say you speak till then. I say, you you finish five minutes before that and you'll be invited back. So two things for you, Pastor Tim, this morning that I want to challenge you. The first one is to love the people of Three Lakes. This is a beautiful community. Last time I was here, uh, I was here refereeing a high school basketball game. I've been refereeing high school and college basketball for 27 years. And I was here, that was the last time I was here in Three Lakes, and they just dedicated the new high school gymnasium. I think that was before it had a collapse with some snow on top, right? Was there a snow collapse in the, no, am I thinking somewhere else? Okay, well, I was here refereeing a playoff game a couple years ago, uh, but that was my first time in Three Lakes, and I said, what a beautiful community. I'm from Iowa, where um, the highest point is a overpass, and so I, I live in Rib Mountain in the Wausau area, and so I was up this last week and I did a, a 20-year 
redoing of vows for a couple that I married back in 2000. We were up on Rib Mountain looking over, and it was peak time of the seasons and the changing of the colors, and it was, I just love Wisconsin, and you folks live up here. I live right next to Interstate 39, and I'm always going, where are all those people with Illinois license plates going? Well, this is it. This is where they're coming to, up here. This is where they want to come to. It's so beautiful up here. Uh, But an encouragement to you, Pastor Tim, to love the people of Three Lakes. In John chapter 10, I'll be in a couple passages this morning. Usually I find one text and just kind of stay there and we work through a text. But this morning, because of the two messages for one, uh, I'll be in several passages. If you have your Bibles, John chapter 10, verses 11 and 12. This is Jesus speaking, and he says this. I am the good shepherd. There are several statements that Jesus makes in the book of John. I am, I am, I am, I am. And one of the I am's that he says he is, is the good shepherd. He used an agricultural analogy to help people understand the relationship that he has with his people. And so he said, I am the good shepherd. And he says this about the good shepherd. The good shepherd lays down his life for the sheep. That, to me, is an act of love. To be willing to sacrifice one's self for others. Then Jesus draws this contrast where he says, I'm the good shepherd. And then he introduces he who is the hired hand and not a shepherd, who does not own the sheep, sees the wolf coming and leaves the sheep and flees, and the wolf snatches them and scatters them. Pastor Tim, you are not a hired hand. (laughs) You are a shepherd. And the good shepherd has called you as a shepherd to love the people of Three Lakes. To love these dear ones here. Now, loving sheep can be hard sometimes. I didn't know when I became a pastor over 30 years ago that sheep bite. Can you believe that? Those little stinkers do that. (laughs) But we need to love the sheep as the good shepherd Love the sheep. And then the verses 13 to 15, Jesus further explaining what the hired hand does. He says in verse 13, when he sees a wolf coming, the hired hand flees because he is a hired hand and, does, and cares nothing for the sheep. And then Jesus says a second time, I am the good shepherd. I know my own and my own know me. Let me just pause there for a second. One of the things I love about a relationship with Jesus Christ, I hear people all the time that say, yeah, I have a relationship with Jesus. And I like to push back and say, what are you trusting in? Are you trusting in a baptism as a child? Are you trusting in the fact that you you go to church or that you're a good person and that God's going to look at you someday and He's going to put this giant scale out and He's going to pull out your good stuff and your bad stuff and the good's going to outweigh the bad. You didn't, you know, kick small dogs or, you know, step on any ants when you were walking. You're just a nice person. But that's not how God's scale works, is it? That's not how God works. God looks at all of us and says that we're sinners. And when I hear someone say, well, I know Jesus. And a lot of people, I think, especially in Wisconsin, we have some wonderful people. Three Lakes, Wisconsin. I would bet you a Dr. Pepper. High stakes, I know. 
that there are a lot of good people who live here. May I say religious people. But my question, as I would push back to them, is they say they know God, but my question would be, does Jesus know you? John 10, I am the good shepherd. I know my sheep. Jesus knows his sheep. So my question to you this morning, and a question I would have you ask the dear people of Three Lakes is, you say you know maybe about God, but does Jesus know you? And the way you come to know Jesus, is, dear friends, is through faith. It's by grace, not something we deserve, receiving something we don't deserve, and that's a relationship with God through faith in Jesus Christ, through His death, burial, and resurrection. Because as religious people, we add plus signs all the time to the cross. And God says, was not my son's death sufficient for your sins? And friends, anytime we say baptism, being good, going to church, giving money is part of salvation, we take a subtraction from the cross. So there's no plus to what Jesus did. His death, His burial, and His resurrection is how we come to faith and relationship with God. And Jesus said, I'm the Good Shepherd. I know my sheep. And they know me. And then He goes on to say again here in verse 15, Just as the Father knows me, and I know the Father, then He says this phrase again, I lay down my life. For the sheep. That's love. Sacrifice. Sacrifice. My wife, we've been married 33 years, be 34, Lord willing, on Valentine's Day. Now, I do get her two cards on Valentine's Day, just in case any of you are wondering. She gets a Valentine's Day card and an anniversary card. Matter of fact, I was flying to Haiti last year, and I sent two of them, and I was looking. Did you know that there are no post office boxes at O'Hare Airport? I had to pay a waitress in New York City at JFK to, to take my two letters and mail them, the two cards. You're like, well, why didn't you send them before you left? Well, I wanted to be special and get there on because I was speaking in Haiti while our anniversary was happening, and I had to have them mailed all the way from New York City. And she goes, why was there a New York postal stamp on my anniversary card and my Valentine's Day card? Well, we've been married 33 years, and my wife's love language is acts of service. So if I tell her I love her, that's important. But what she hears, if all I say all the time is, I, I love you, sweetheart. Kim, you know I love you. It's wah-wah, wah-wah-wah, wah-wah-wah-wah. Like the Peanuts teacher, right, on the character of Peanuts Snoopy. And that's the way it is. And she says, show me you love me, buddy. Show me you love me. And friends, that's the way in which a shepherd shows... Now, Tim, I encourage you, Pastor Tim, tell the people here you love them, but demonstrate it. And I know you'll do that as you demonstrate your love for the people. In Acts 20, verse 28, it says, Pay careful attention to yourselves and to all the flock in which the Holy Spirit has made you overseers to care for the church of God, which He obtained with His own blood. When I think about loving the sheep... I think about this quote about pastors. Bob Moreland said this in his book, The Growth Factor. He said, 
God, give us leaders, shepherds, ribbed with the steel of your Holy Spirit, who will not flinch when the battle is fiercest. Shepherds who do not acquiesce or compromise or fade when the enemy rages, when the wolf comes. God, give us shepherds who can't be bought, battered, or badgered by the enemy. Shepherds who will pay the price, make the sacrifice, stand the ground, and hold the torch high. God, give us shepherds obsessed with the principles true to your word. Shepherds stripped of self-seeking and a yearn for security. Shepherds who will pay any price for freedom and go to any lengths for truth. God, give us shepherds delivered from the mediocrity Shepherds with high vision, pride that is low, faith that is wide, love that is deep, and patience that is long. Shepherds who will dare to march to the drumbeat of a distant drummer. Shepherds who will not surrender principles of truth in order to accommodate their peers. God give us shepherds more interested in scars than medals. That's a tough one, isn't it? More interested in scars and medals. More committed to conviction than convenience. Shepherds who will give their life for the eternal instead of indulging their lives for a moment in time. Give us shepherds who are fearless in the face of danger. Calm during pressure. Bold amid opposition. God, give us shepherds who will pray earnestly, work long, preach clearly, wait patiently. Give us these shepherds who who their walk is by faith, their behavior is by principle, their dreams are in heaven, their book is the Bible, God's Word, shepherds who are equal to the task, those who are, those are the shepherds that the church needs today. And by God's grace, Pastor Tim, I'll be praying that that will be the shepherd that God will have for this, church, this dear church family. So first of all, Pastor Tim, love the people of Three Lakes. A second L for you, we have to alliterate. I grew up a Baptist, so you've got to alliterate. The second L, not only love, but lead. Lead the people. People are desperately looking for leadership today. Lead the people of Three Lakes. In Ephesians chapter 4, verses 11 and 12, and I love this, Pastor Tim, it says He, and that He is Jesus Christ, gave the apostles, the prophets, the evangelists, listen here, the shepherds and the teachers to equip the saints for the work of the ministry, for the building up of the body of Christ, till we all reach unity and likeness to Jesus Christ. So I just want to say this, Pastor Tim, you are a gift to Three Lakes. Pastor Ian is a gift as a shepherd to Three Lakes, to this church family. So lead the people of Three Lakes. Here are Ten areas that I think will help in leading <laughs> to recognize that the foundation of your ministry, Pastor Tim, is, is character, that you lead with character. A well-known pastor used to say three C's. He would talk about how we hire so many times for competency, but he changed that and said we need to hire for character first. Then he used the word chemistry, that You can have a person who's tremendously capable and competent, but they're horrible around people. 
And that does not make a good pastor. <laughs> so there needs to be a character that's present. The nature of ministry is service. The motive for ministry is, is love. The measure of ministry is sacrifice. The authority in ministry comes through submission, Pastor Tim. The purpose of ministry, as you know, is all for the glory of God. The tools for ministry are God's Word and prayer. The privilege for ministry is growth in your own life and seeing the growth in your family and the lives of these dear ones that follow your leadership. The power of ministry, never forget this, is none other than the Holy Spirit Himself. The power for ministry for what happens comes from the person of the Holy Spirit. And then finally, the model for your ministry is none other than the person of Jesus Christ, the Good Shepherd Himself. In 1 Peter chapter 5, verse 2, and this is on a, a, a staff that we will present to you later in the service this morning, Peter said, Shepherd the flock of God that is among you, exercising oversight. That's, that's leadership. Not under compulsion, <laughs> but willingly as God would have you, not for shameful gain, but eagerly. So, Pastor Tim, I encourage you this morning to love the dear people here as the Good Shepherd does, and then to lead them as the Good Shepherd does. The Good Shepherd says, I know my sheep, and I lay down my life for them. Hey, we're done with half of the message. Isn't that great? Did I hear an amen? Yes, all right. Now I'm ready to talk to you all, to the church family. A challenge to you this morning. And you get three things. The first thing that I would encourage you to do is to pray regularly for Pastor Tim and Vanessa. Now, you notice that word is spelled P-R-A-Y, not P-R-E-Y. We have a lot of people who love to pray P-R-E-Y. But pray, P-R-A-Y. When I was a senior pastor, I used to say to the church family, do you want a better senior pastor? And they would look at me. Initially, when I first said that, they would look at me like, what? What does that mean? You're here. What, what, what does that mean? And I would say, pray that God makes me into the pastor that he needs me to be for you, to know how to love you. Friends, pray for Pastor Tim and Vanessa. Pray for them. I, I love this scene in 1 Samuel chapter 12. Samuel is old and he's getting ready to pass the baton of leadership for the children of Israel from Saul to David. And he says this to the people as they're gathered on the hillside. Can you kind of see them? This older man who had led the nation of Israel standing there talking to the people. And he says this, Do not turn aside from following the Lord but serve the Lord with all your heart. And do not turn aside after empty things that cannot profit or deliver, for they are empty. What a message for our world today. One thing I never see, I've done hundreds of funerals, I never see a U-Haul trailer following a hearse. The person who has the most toys doesn't win. There's nothing wrong with having a beautiful home and nice toys, and etc., but if that's your little G-O-D, it's empty, just like Samuel said years ago. In verse 22 of 1 Samuel 12, he says, For the Lord will not forsake his people for his great name's sake, because it has pleased the Lord to make you a people for himself. 
And then he says this, and this is where I'm coming back to pray for Pastor Tim and for Vanessa. Moreover, as for me, Samuel speaking, far be it from me that I should sin against the Lord by ceasing to pray for you. And I will instruct you in the good and the right way. Only fear the Lord and serve Him faithfully with all your heart, for consider what great things He has done for you. So friends, pray for Pastor Tim and Vanessa. Pray regularly for them. Let me give you an acrostic to pray. P-A-S-T-O-R. You might want to write this down if you've got a piece of paper. If you're making a list for groceries, I, I won't know the difference, but here's... Uh, prayer that you can pray specifically for Pastor Tim and Vanessa. Pray for purity. We have, as I've spoken to friends during this era that we've, these last seven months, they said there have been areas in my life of temptation that I thought were areas of victory that have been just eating my lunch. So pray for purity for Pastor Tim and Vanessa, that God's protection will be there. That's P. A, adversity. Now, you're not praying for them to have adversity. Let me just be clear on that, okay? P, praying for purity. A, for adversity. Knowing that there will be adversity that will come, but pray that God will give Pastor Tim and Vanessa the ability to confront adversity with faith and endurance. Purity, adversity, S, strength. Pray that God will give them the strength to continue their calling and their ministry. I'm so thankful that the source of our strength is the Holy Spirit and God's Word and prayer. And so, dear friends, pray for strength for your pastor. Teaching, P-A-S-T-O-T, teaching. Pray for your pastors, both of them, for their teaching and that their preaching will be effective, powerful, and clear. One of the dear men that I read and followed and heard speak many times, a professor for many years at Dallas Theological Seminary, Dr. Howard Hendricks, was with his teenage son, and his son told the story at his funeral. He was visiting one of his graduates, and the graduate was preaching. And this teenage son thought this was the most boring sermon he'd ever heard in his entire lifetime. I think his son was almost like this mouth open, (laughs) and he looked over at his dad, and his dad was writing feverishly notes in his margin of his Bible and everything about this message that was being delivered, and he asked his dad after the sermon, how in the world, dad, did you get anything out of that last sermon? And Dr. Hendricks said to his son, when God chooses to feed me from his word, who am I to complain as to how it's served or what it tastes like? And let me just encourage you, when you hear Pastor Tim preach, that you ask God to fill him with with his spirit and that you come with ears that are receptive and you say, God, give me something from your word today. Give me something. And God will be faithful. So pray for his, his teaching and his preaching. Purity, adversity, strength, teaching. Oh, a word that all pastors love, organization. And that is important. Pray for Pastor Tim and the organization and the leadership of the boards here and for also for Pastor Ian and the organization. It takes so much to, uh, to lead. An organization is so important. And then R, 
pray for rest. (laughs) And there's rest that happens in the midst of busyness, isn't there? There's times that we can just take a breath and there's rest that happens even when we're busy. And so pray for purity, adversity, strength, teaching, organization, and rest. So pray regularly for Pastor Tim and Vanessa. And then I asked you to, uh, Pastor Tim, to love the people and to lead the people. Then secondly, I would say here to you as a church family, not only pray for Pastor Tim and Vanessa, but follow Pastor Tim's leadership. Follow his leadership. In Hebrews chapter 13, verse 17, it says, Obey your leaders and submit to them, for they are keeping watch over your souls as those who will have to give an account. Let them do this with joy and not with groaning, for that would be of no advantage to you. Can I give you a tip about following someone's leadership? Think and presume the best. Think and presume the best. We live in a culture because of what we've been conditioned, because of the leaders around us. We don't always think that they have our best interest at heart. But my, may I ask you as you're praying for Pastor Tim and uh, for Pastor Ian that you pray for God to use them, but that also pray that he will help you to think the best as you follow their leadership. If you are hearing them say something and and you're thinking something else that's maybe not clear, may I encourage you to go and ask them maybe what they meant by that in their leadership? Thinking the best, but going and asking for clarity. So many times we assume things and run down rabbit trails and we get in trouble rather than going back to the source and asking for clarification. In the midst of the uncertainty that we live in, we all need clarity, don't we? So go and ask for clarity. So pray for Pastor Tim and Vanessa. Follow Pastor Tim's leadership. The final thing, and everybody's really happy when I said the final thing this morning, provide encouragement to Pastor Tim. Provide encouragement. Did you know every person in this room needs to be encouraged? We cannot receive enough encouragement. Periodically, I have the opportunity to speak at men's events and conferences, and I always bring the same message. I'm a one-trick pony (laughs) when I come. I talk about three people that need to be in every man's life. Every man needs Apostle Paul, a mentor in their lives. Thirty years that I've been in ministry, and I have two mentors that are still in my life, that I call, and I do a Zoom call now, but we get together and, and, and they speak truth into my life. I ask questions. Every person needs an Apostle Paul, a mentor in their life. Every person then also needs a Timothy in their life that they're, that they're building into. Because if all you do is suck from people and take and don't give, you become stagnant. So what you receive and you're mentored in You need to be taking what you're learning and then passing that on to someone else, a Timothy in your life. So you need a Paul in your life who's speaking truth into you on a regular basis, mentoring you. You need a Timothy that you're speaking truth into their life, helping mentor what you're learning, passing on. And then we all need as many Barnabases as we can find. And Barnabas, his name means son of encouragement. And that's not a a male or a female thing. We all need people of encouragement. 
You need to be encouraged. And so may I ask you to encourage Pastor Tim, Pastor Ian, and their families. It says in 1 Thessalonians 5, 12-13, Therefore, encourage one another and build one another up. Now that's very countercultural. It's we're watching our world, especially, is anybody going to be happy when November, the first week that Tuesday passes? My phone is going to be very, it's not going to know what to do with all the ringing and the texts and the emails that I'm receiving. And the example that we've had of building one another and encouraging is not a good example. I would say to you and I as Christ followers, let's be an incredible example of encouraging and building people up. Just as you are doing. We ask you, brothers and sisters, to respect those who labor among you. That would be Pastor Tim, Pastor Ian, other leaders. And are over you in the Lord and admonish you to encourage them. Now I'm going to give you another real practical, and I apologize to Pastor Tim and Vanessa here, but what are your birthdays, if I may ask? Pastor Tim, when is your birthday? Oh, the 26th of December. Boxing Day in Canada up north, right? So if you would write that down, his birthday is the 26th of December, okay? All right. And Vanessa, when is your birthday? February 9th, just five days after Valentine's Day. So write that down, February the 19th. Now, I didn't ask the year. Uh, February 19th and December the 26th. Write those down. And then when is your anniversary? Okay. He just nodded at you, just saying. He knew it. He just didn't want to take his mask down. Yeah. And I could hear her through the mask. June 20th. 21st. Okay. June 20th. So write that. You know what? That's the first day of summer. You got married on the very first day of summer. Awesome. The summer equinox. Good. So write down June 21st. And then June of, was it the first of June that you came and started your ministry here? Move June 23rd. So let's do a two for one again. June 21st, their anniversary. June 23rd, their anniversary here as pastor. Remember those dates. And just little words of encouragement. Can, can I tell you, friends, over 30 years of ministry, I have several boxes full of notes and cards. And there are days I pull those things out, and that's jet fuel to me. Because there are all sorts of other voices that say, you're not really very effective. There are other people who can speak much better than you. And it's important to recognize that God desires for us to encourage others. Last Sunday, I was um, when I'm not out speaking in our churches, I'm a member of Highland Community Church in Wausau. And my youngest daughter just went on staff there over the children's ministry last year. And so that's been kind of a cool thing. So my wife's always in the nursery. Always. What's up with that? But anyway, she loves babies. Um, I had a gal come to me who was in our student ministry 27 years ago. She came up to me and gave me a big hug, and she said, Pastor John, I saw you sitting across the auditorium. And I had to come over here and give you a hug and say that my family and my life spiritually would not be where it is today if God had not brought you into my life 27 years ago. My wife was watching the security camera in the nursery, and she said, I saw, and the name of this individual, come give you a hug. And she said, I know she was encouraging you about what God's done in her life through. And I said to Kim, I said, yeah, that was, that was awesome. And her little two boys were there as she came up and passed that on to me.
You know, another thing you can do is just tell Pastor Tim how, love, how much you love his sermon. Now, if you have some things that you don't love about it, don't write him on Monday morning. That's the worst day of the week to hear that. On Wednesday, send him a, just a wonderful, God spoke to me through you, and, and here's how. You know, even little children listen to what pastors say. There was a little boy who was five years of age, and he heard his pastor was preaching through the book of Genesis, and he'd come to the port portion in Genesis where it says that Eve was created out of Adam's rib. Later that week, his mother noticed him kind of laying around on the couch holding his side as though he were ill. And she said, son, what's the matter? The little boy responded, I have a pain in my side. I think I'm going to have a wife. (laughs) So little ones listen. They may not always catch the finer points. But they're listening to you, Pastor Tim. And encourage him in how God is speaking. Pastor Tim, love and lead this dear church family. God's called you here. Love them and lead them. If you're having problems leading them, it might be because you need to work harder on loving them. Love them and lead them. Dear church family here at Three Lakes, pray regularly for Pastor Tim and Vanessa. Follow his leadership and provide tons of encouragement to them as your pastor. Friends, I'm excited about the honeymoon. I pastored my last pastorate 10 years at a senior pastor, and someone said to me as I was on my last day, they said, we were all still waiting for the honeymoon to be over. (laughs) Now, I had other perspectives, obviously, but I did have a 10-year honeymoon at that last church I was senior pastor. And my prayer is that God will just allow this to be a relationship between you as a pastor and family and this church family that brings glory to God, joy to all of you mutually and encouragement, and that this community is turned upside down for Jesus Christ because of your love for one another. Jesus said, by this, everyone's going to know that you're my followers if you can quote the book of John without any notes. If you give more than this amount of money to God's work. None of those, right? Jesus said this will be the hallmark that people know you're my followers. The love that you have for one another. Friends, if you have that love for each other, you will have to blow out the walls in this place because people will hear and know that they're loved. Let me invite, if I may, the board to come up and also invite Pastor Tim and Vanessa. And I apologize. I went one and a half minutes over according to my watch, so I was a liar. I apologize. But we'll make up time in the air right here. How's that sound? Have you all just kind of come around them? I want to read a passage of Scripture from 2 Timothy chapter 4. Pastor Tim, I charge you in the presence of God and of Christ Jesus, who is the judge of living and the dead, and by his appearing in his kingdom, preach the word. (laughs) Be ready in season, out of season. Now, if we lived in San Diego, California, people would have no idea what Paul was talking about. But we live in Three Lakes, Wisconsin, don't we? We know what in season and out of season is, right? We have the seasons. So be ready in season and out of season. 
reprove, rebuke, exhort with complete patience and teaching. The time is coming when people will not endure sound teaching, but having itching ears, they will accumulate for themselves teachers to suit their own passions and will turn away from listening to the truth and wander off into myths. But as for you, always be sober-minded with a smile, endure suffering, do the work of an evangelist, and fulfill your ministry, your calling. We, we have a tradition in the EFCA where, in the Forest Lakes District anyway, where we give away a shepherd's staff to remind you to love and to lead. Now, uh, a friend of mine says that sheep need loving and leading, and once a year you have to shear them. Now, I don't know about that at all, <laughs> but they do need to be loved and led. And it says in 1 Peter, I read that earlier, and I want to read that verse again, 1 Peter chapter 5, verse 2. It says, Shepherd the flock of God that is among you, exercising oversight, not under compulsion, but willingly as God would have you, not for shameful gain, but eagerly. And so we have this on here. This, there's a little um, inscription on here, and it says, uh, Shepherd the flock of God, 1 Peter chapter 5, verse 2. I want to give this to you as a, as a reminder to love and lead this dear church family. Um, I now have a charge for you as a church family and a couple of things I would ask you to just answer, I will, if you would be willing to do this. And maybe, um, dear friends in Christ, guided by the Holy Spirit, you've called Pastor Tim Byer to be the lead pastor of this congregation. By this act, you have indicated your confidence in him to be the shepherd of this flock. I charge you to receive the word of God through him in all meekness and love, undergird him with your prayers, assist and encourage him in your labors together, which will be his in the service of God. Remember always that he is God's servant and that you are God's stewards, and as that you are to supply his needs in a way that will be pleasing to God and an honor to you as a congregation. In all things show him your love, Esteem him highly for his calling as a pastor and accept him as one of your spiritual leaders. If these are your intentions and you continue to support him in the ministry of this church, respond to these two questions, please. Will you receive, and reform, I would ask you to say we will, okay? Will you receive Pastor Tim Byer to be your senior pastor, recognizing his place in spiritual leadership and receiving the word of God through him, if it is your promise, answer, we will. Wonderful. A second question, again answering, we will. Will you, do, will you do your full part to supply his needs in a way that will be pleasing to God and will encourage him and share with him in the work of Christ in this church? If this is your commitment, answer, we will. We're going to have a couple of the board members pray at this time. I think we have a uh, microphone here. And if you would, if you're comfortable, just reach a hand out as if you were up here laying hands, or kind of socially distance laying hands, so maybe you guys can social distance lay hands too. But this is a, an act from the New Testament, that we lay hands on those that we see God's calling upon. So if you do that, and a number of you pray, and then I'll close in prayer. Father, we thank you that Tim and Vanessa have chosen to invest their lives in us. And Father, my prayer this morning is simply that uh, we as a congregation, as a people, would love on them and we would invest in them. 
Lord, give us the wisdom and the discernment to support them in every way that we can. Um, Father, I thank you. I thank you for all that you've done in answering the prayer that we've had to bring a new pastor into our, into our fellowship. We thank you for this. Father, again, we just thank you for Pastor Tim and his family coming here to lead us to be our new shepherd. And as we as a congregation are charged to support them and to listen and to be good sheep, and uh, we would just pray that we could um, come up behind him and lift them up and encourage them whenever we can and support them in this new venture that they have as a family, as our senior pastors. And Lord, I thank you for Pastor Tim and Vanessa. I thank you for uh, their family, Lord, and their growing family, and just uh, what a wonderful presence they are in our community and, of course, in this church. And, Lord, I do pray that we as a church would take it very seriously to encourage and to uplift and to help them grow, Lord, as a family and to help us grow as a church. And, uh, Father, we are excited for the days ahead. Lord, uh, we know that there are brighter days ahead, as always, and Father, I just pray for our church that we would come together and uh, support them well. And, Lord, that we would really have an impact here in Three Lakes and beyond. And we praise you and we thank you for uh, just a great search process, Lord, and um, that we as a church were patient and that we saw the fruit of that and that Tim and Vanessa were patient, I'm sure, in their waiting. And we just thank you, Lord, for the many miraculous things that uh, have happened, even in them in them coming here, Lord, during a pandemic and selling a home and buying a home and the logistics of moving and uh, just a, a tough start, Lord, with uh, this summer. But, Lord, we are very grateful that they're here and uh, that, that this ministry continues and that Tim is the head of it. And we are so grateful. And we just thank you in Jesus' name. Our loving Father, we're thankful that... Uh, We can say thank you. We can say thank you for this day, for uh, the days and months that uh, our prayers and our thoughts have gone to uh, filling the need of a pastor here in this body. And we just thank you for uh, the search committee and their diligent and um, the great expenditure of energy and thought and prayer that went into Uh, the daily thinking about the search and uh, that process. And, Father, you answered, and we are thankful for that and the way we saw your hand of blessing in many ways through that. And, Father, we thank you for the story of Tim as he came to know you as Savior and grew in his desire to uh, become a pastor and uh, for his education and all that's gone into your preparing him for us. And uh, we are thankful that uh, you have given him uh, the ability to move from place to place. But, Father, we pray now that his feet would uh, feel uh, that he is home and that this is his place for he and his family as a minister here. Then, Father, we are knowing that uh, 
Many times there is a heavy mantle of ministry and care, and we just thank you that as we see Tim and Vanessa there, their first move is toward you and your word. We pray that uh, you would continue to uh, give them guidance as they lead us. Father, as uh, was spoken of this morning, uh, many times uh, sheep and the shepherd have uh, a sheep dog. Mm. And that is uh, that guy's work is to nip at the heels mm. to bring them together. And I pray that Tim never has to be seen as a sheepdog, but Father, we, we know that your spirit fully has the ability to uh, bring us to true repentance and to you. Father, how I thank you today the gospel, the good news of Jesus Christ. Where would we all be today if it weren't for your mercy, your grace, and the hope that we have because of Jesus? Lord, thank you for this special day in the life of this church family to recognize your hand. as You sovereignly, God, um, Our calling as you move and location and vocation are important, but are secondary to being conformed to the image of Jesus Christ. God, you're conforming us, you're shaping us, you're making us more like Jesus. So I pray for this church family and for the Beyer family, and I ask God for, as I said, just a honeymoon that continues, Lord, for many, 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 many years. Lord, I pray your blessing upon this church family and the Byer family. We pray all this in the powerful name of Jesus. All God's people said. Thank you, John. Thank you, board, for your prayers. And I just want to affirm that our family has been so thankful even in our few months here that we have felt encouraged and welcomed. And I get a, a joy to be your pastor and to be here with you all in Three Lakes. And so we're looking forward to the many years ahead. Um, yeah, so thank you for being here this morning. Uh, after the service this morning, there's going to be coffee and cake downstairs to kind of celebrate and commemorate. This morning, our deacon, deaconesses have uh, just done a great job putting that together, so we're excited to celebrate in that way. So, again, thank you for all being here. Thank you for to John for coming and preaching, and yeah, looking forward to the, what God has for us in the years ahead. And so now as we <clears throat> prepare to go, I pray that you would go and filled and encouraged with the way God is at work in the midst of all our circumstances to bring glory to his name and to work for the good of each of us who know him. Go in peace. You're dismissed.